What's up, guys, and welcome to the Down Low. I'm your host, Lawrence Brinkman. We got a lot to talk about, so uh, let's talk. Hello, everybody. Y'all ready for this Wednesday episode? I think I'm going to change everything up a little bit, you guys. Uh, I'm going to have the Thursday night football prediction on Wednesday, you know, so you guys get it ahead of time. Ah, I just thought it would work out better that way, you know? But before we jump into all that, I just want to take it back a week, you know? Let's uh, revise what we just witnessed last week. Uh, I got my little cheat sheet in front of me here. Uh, let me pull it out. Um... So just a basic recap, what we're going to do here is we're going to do a basic recap. We're going to talk about, you know, what we saw over this weekend and uh, how, how we think it plays out going forward. Uh, I guess we'll start with the supposedly Thursday night game of last week. Uh, we got the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Buffalo Bills. And uh, do you want me to... You know, give me a re- give you a recap. Uh, what happened in that game? We'll do all quick for all the games. I'll just tell you what I thought. Uh, the biggest take, we'll call it that, from each game. Um, and the biggest take from this quote unquote Thursday game that was played on Monday at five. Stephon Diggs gave up on that final drive. Uh, if you go back and you watch the play and how it played out I guess that's how you guys want to say it uh, you just watched how they you know were acting on that final play I, I don't think he even cared I think he already knew they were going to lose uh, he got a false start on first down uh, if you type in on YouTube uh, Stefan Diggs gives up final drive uh, week six uh, it will come up and uh, it was it was pretty sad he was walking. He wasn't even running. He he didn't even care. He was being a diva, and uh, he used to do that. The Vikings when they didn't throw him the ball, but he's Josh Allen's go-to guy, and he's still bitching. I, I don't understand. Anyways, I digress. Colts, Bengals, takeaway. Are the Colts any good? I mean, you beat the Browns, but then Steelers kind of. I don't even want to. I don't even know what we call that. Molly Wop. Uh, drowned, murked, whatever you want to say. Uh, Steelers killed the Browns, uh, and then the Colts are going to go down 21 to nothing to the Bengals. I mean, I guess another takeaway we get from this game is Burrow's legit. Burrow's going to cause problems in the future for some teams. I think he might hurt one of his own divisional opponents. I think they might hurt the Ravens later in the season. We'll talk more about that later when we come to the Ravens, but yeah, are the Colts any good? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know the answer to that question. Uh, upon first analysis, they're decent, and uh, decent is good enough to make the playoffs. If that's okay with you, but as uh, as opposed to a contender, I wouldn't. I wouldn't agree to that. I wouldn't say yeah. Lions. Jaguars. Lions finally closed out a game. Say it with me, everyone. The Lions finally closed out a game. Yeah, they needed to, they needed this win. They they needed it bad. I th- I think it's really big going forward for them. It did come off a bye week. We have to think about it that way. But I think it's really big because next week 
they play the Falcons. And that is a that is a completely winnable game. If both of these teams are known for choking, well, we're gonna hope that the Lions are down and they get a choke. And then the Lions the week after are gonna play the Colts at home. But are the Colts any good? Maybe we find out that week. But uh, I think this was really big going for the Lions. I, I think the Lions, uh, you know, they're they're a sleeper for the playoffs. I don't think they're gonna make it. But we we got it. We can't rule them out. We can't we can't with uh, Stafford or I mean Stafford. <laughs> Next we got Vikings Falcons. Is this the? When the season first started, Matt Ryan was favorited to win MVP for some reason on most betting sites. Mission failed. We'll get him next time. And just let that sink in. It took until week six for him to have a performance of that quality. So let's look on the other side of the ball and look at the Vikings. And uh, biggest take back we're going to have for the Vikings is pathetic. Uh... I, 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 I don't know what's happening here. Like So many of the players in the locker room come out after the game and they say, we have the talent, we have the ability, we will make the playoffs. If there's any team that, that can turn this around, it's us. But can you? I mean, you gave Seattle a good shot, but Seattle's also the worst defense in the league. Your quarterback does not know how to not does not know how to not throw an interception, which is pretty pathetic, which is why we go back to saying the biggest takeaway is uh, that was pathetic. Remember when the first episode and uh, we said, do the Vikings suck? And then we might have backtracked a little bit there and told you guys that maybe they don't suck. Uh, well, I think it's now time to just push the button and say, yeah, this team sucks. Because I think they suck. Um, but, you know, that doesn't mean they're going to be one of the worst teams in the league. I, I think that's highly doubtful. I just I just don't think they're going anywhere. Moving on, we got the Bears and Panthers. Ah, biggest takeaway. Ooh, that's a toughie. Because Carolina's still my sleeper, don't get me wrong. But that Bears defense is legit. That be, That defense is good. Those cornerbacks, great. That front seven, awesome. I expect a lot from the Bears after watching that game. If you get streaky Nick Foles for, let's say you have nine, eight or nine drives in a game, and you can get streaky Nick Foles for four straight drives or two drives in the first half and then two drives in the second half, I think you win games. I, I think you. I think you can win games that way. I think your defense will put your like. They'll get you at least three, six points from field goals if you can't do anything from it. Uh, they'll give you great field position at all times. Yeah, I think this. I think this defense is legit. Next on the board, we got the Giants and the Washington Football Team uh, going forward. Uh, I got I got something to tell you guys. Uh, it might be some bad news. Well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. It turns out the Washington football team name might still be in place uh, come the 2021 season. 
Also, both your teams here uh, might be playing for the number one pick. Um, if that, that that they can pull it away from the Jets, but whew, biggest takeaway: two bottom feed, uh, bottom feed, bottom feeding teams with good cornerbacks. I would say that they have some good corners for both of these teams. Uh, Fuller, Bradbury. I, th- I think you got two respectful corners. Uh, I think the Washington football team's defense is probably the best in the NFC East. But as we say that, it's the NFC East. It's not like it's uh, the NFC South, the NFC North, or the NFC West. It's the NFC East. It's 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 definitely the best defense, I think, on paper and in actual game time. It, it, that defense keeps them in games. But uh, it's it's still bad. Next, we got the Ravens versus the Eagles. Slight choke. When I said earlier, I think the Bengals might pull up an upset. I think this is the team that gets the upset. I think I think the Ravens might get shocked by the Bengals, and I think this might be one of the things that goes forward after that game. When you look it back on it, I think the Steelers are going to take the division because the Ravens will might, keyword here, might lose to the Bengals. The, the Bengals, they played them once. They didn't play good, but they learned from it. And I think that's the biggest important thing is that the Bengals probably learned from that first one. And now we keep seeing weaknesses week by week. For this Ravens team, and they keep they, they keep getting exploited here and there by certain teams that probably shouldn't be exploiting those kind of weaknesses. Don't be rude. But anyways, moving on. Won't be rude. Uh, Browns Steelers take away. No more Bush for the Steelers linebacking core. That's a big hit. And oh boy, the ribs. Did anyone else see uh, him just crutching or just protecting his ribs? Whenever he got hit, he just went straight to the, like, hugging on his flat jacket every time. Mayfield looked hurt. He looked real hurt. I don't think he should have been playing. That's a good one to look forward to next week. Texans, Titans. I think the Titans proved they're a legit team. I think the Texans proved that there's something there. I think I think they I think they got something brewing. They definitely look better without the coach than they did with the coach. I think that's because the players are playing better and they have more to play for now that the coach is gone. Dolphins, Jets. The Dolphins team, that team is so well coached. It's so well behaved, so well. It's like they don't get a lot of flags. They don't. And in a tight situation game that they're going to have coming up, that's what you want is a team that won't get flagged. That's one of the biggest Raiders' problem for the longest time and still is. Same with the Buccaneers is that when they get in a close game, uh, they they just get too many flags. They, get, they, they don't know what to do. They just foul, and then they end up losing the game because they don't know how to get, like, play correctly, play right. But this team doesn't get a lot of flags, and uh, I think that's good. 
Uh, we have more to report on the Dolphin soon. I don't want to tell you guys yet, but out. A bit of extra insult to injury to be flipped around the arena. Uh, but moving on, uh, Packers O-line looked god-awful. And the receivers looked like we thought they would. This, this season, coming into the season, we thought the Packers made such a horrible move drafting a quarterback in the first round when they could have got a receiver. Because, you know, Devontae Adams is great. It don't matter if he never freaking plays. Always hurt. I mean, yeah, great. Love it when you're playing. When you're not, we, we need something other than Lazard. And don't get me wrong, Lazard's a good player. He's okay. But that's your go-to number two. Ugh, I don't like it. Don't like it at all. Rams, 49ers. 49ers are hurting. Won the game, though. Rams, posers. Now backtrack a little bit. Posers, you say? The Rams are posers? Why do we say that they're posers? Well, thanks for asking the question. Basically, all your wins have come from the NFC East. Oh, that's a real tough division to beat, huh? The top of the division is two and four. It really took a lot out of you guys to beat the let's look at it. The Giants. The Washington football team. And the Cowboys. Now let's be fair to them. They beat the Cowboys with Dak Prescott. Still not much though. Um the posers. We're just gonna we're just gonna call them posers for now. Uh, I don't think Jared Goff is a uh, legitimate starting quarterback in the NFL. Monday Night Football, the real game that we're supposed to watch on Monday. Cowboys are just wow. I think I think that's all we're going to say about them. Wow. They're pretty bad, and that's pretty wow. Defense is the worst we've ever seen. It's pretty wow. Anywho, moving on to the Cardinals. I think they're still a sleeper. Oh my God, they destroyed the. They destroyed them. They did whatever they wanted on offense. They could do whatever they want on offense. Given you're playing a really bad defense, but I don't care. You're playing an NFL defense. Destroyed them on every single thing you wanted to do. Great game for the Cardinals. You disrespectful, stupid idiot. All right, guys, on to the next segment, all right? Uh, for our next segment, we're going to be talking about Thursday night football. Yeah, we're changing it up this week. We're going to do Thursday night on Wednesday, so that way you guys get the information before Thursday. So do you want to do any of your picks? Just have some knowledge to talk about with your boys tomorrow? We got it. Now let's get pumped. So, first things first with this game, I got all my stuff in front of me. I'm ready to talk all about it. It's just, just got a few things on my mind. All right. Now, we said before 
And I talked about it in an episode, but how some teams just always have so many injuries for some reason. And the Eagles were on that list. Well, I just had to print, keyword here, print off the injury report for the Eagles. And I think we're going to start off with this injury report, shall we? Now, this is only the players that can play. There's still so many players on this team, I can't even kid you not, that couldn't play this week because they are so hurt. Sad, but this happens every single year. All right. Jack Griskell, tackle, out. Zach Ertz, out. Malik Jackson, defensive tackle, out. Alshon Jeffrey, out. Miles Sanders, the running back. I think he's the second string running back. It doesn't matter, out. Kayvon Wallace, safety, doesn't matter, out. Avante Maddox, a, a decent DB, doesn't matter, out. Now we got the people who might play, but doubtful. Duke Riley, linebacker. Marcus Epps, safety. Deshaun Jackson, doubtful. Lane Johnson, doubtful. Ankle. That's two offensive linemen on this team. And they also don't have Peters for the year. So that makes that team just a little bit worse on the offensive line. But let's look at some stats before we get into this game. You're a loser! So the teams, uh, well, the teams match up like this. Um, the 30th rank offense for the Giants is going to be taking on the 17th rank defense for these Philadelphia Eagles, while the 22 ranked offense will be taking on the 12th ranked defense of the Giants. Now, if you had asked me before this game started, I probably would have told you that the Eagles had a better defense than the Giants, but... Uh, if you, if you think about it, I can see why the Giants are ranked 12th. It's a little... It's maybe because of the teams they played. But think about it. Like, Let's be realistic. The Giants have, for the most part, at least tried in every game. They looked okay in some of them. But I think they got some good secondary pieces. I think it's going to be really important if uh, Peppers, uh, if his injury was really bad, or if he can play. Uh, I think if he plays, I think it's a game changer. I think uh, that puts Carson Wentz in such a bigger hole. Uh, it'll even out the playing field for the Giants defense. But I think the biggest thing that's going to be going to this game is that the turnover battle. Oof. The Eagles are negative six and the Giants are negative two. But those DBs can really intercept the ball. And the ball hawking safeties at that versus struggling Carson wins. I think this might be a game that as a fan and a coach for the Eagles, I think you're looking at Doug Peterson and thinking to yourself, We'll put Jalen in there. Put Jalen Hurds in there. I mean, we'd love to see it because your current guy is not really 
fitting up to par. Uh, he's struggling out there. He hasn't really shown much as of late. We just we want to win, and this is a very wide open division this year. The winner's probably gonna be a losing team. Why not try with your backup? Because Hurts, who knows if he's better than Carson Wentz at this point? Carson Wentz has only really proved anything that he's a bust. He's never shown that he's anything more. The Super Bowl they have, oh yeah, he played for most of the season, but when it came to crunch time and they were in the playoffs, it was Nick Foles that was the quarterback. So you're looking at this game in a division that is so wide open. Yeah, Carson Wentz, I think you're playing with your job on the line here. You gotta be. You would be a fool if you weren't thinking that way either. Because let's get down to brass tacks. He's not proven anything this season. Your team is so hurt. You're down to your third string tight end if Zach Ertz doesn't play. You're playing a decent front seven, so you're probably not going to be able to run the ball as much, so we're going to have to pass the ball. And then you're going to have Bradbury and those safeties playing against, well, not Alshon Jeffrey and not Deshaun Jackson. So you're you're taking all this in, and you're just saying back to Wentz, you got to prove it to us. You're going to be throwing it to no one. You're not going to be able to run the ball like you would wish. So prove it to us. Now, that's really harsh to say, and it's really harsh to think, because I think another thing that this game's going to come down to is whose O-line sucks more. And on paper, I think this Eagles O-line sucks more. They're so old. They're so just washed up at this point. Like, there's no one young on that offensive line, except for the no-name players they have thrown in there just to survive. So, ooh, that's that, that, that's that's the big matchup right there. Is if the Giants' offensive line can be competent enough to just establish a little bit of a run game, and you have Deion Lewis coming back. He proved that he was pretty good. A little, a little bit back for the uh, Patriots. Didn't do much with the Titans except for doing uh, little wheel routes and stuff. But, I mean, he's a pretty good line uh, running back. And these Eagles don't have linebackers for the most part. They're all hurt. And, I mean, really? I, I know it's going to be a divisional game, and it's going to be a good game. It's going to come down to probably the final possession because that's what how most of these divisional games, in the most of the part, they come down to. But I think we're looking at a divisional game that's like 17-13 or 14-13 or 20-23-2017. Like, we're not getting past the 40s for over and under, for the mo- I, I think, for the most part. And... 
notably this. I think it's named Fulgam. I don't know his. I don't know his name. I just saw the stat before I came in here, but I think he's the third or fourth string wide receiver, and he's going to be matched up with James Bradbury. And I, I, I'm a Carolina Panthers fan. I say it all the time. He's a good corner. He was a good corner for us, and I think he does pretty good for the Giants. He he can take him out of that game. Who's he going to throw to? Like, who is Wentz throwing to? As an Eagles fan, are you not getting upset that this is what your team is? Just a bunch of body bags on the sideline? I mean, gosh. Don't mean to be poking the bear or anything, but, yeah. So, nonetheless, who am I going with? I'm going to take the Giants over the Eagles, 17-13. to 13. It's, That's really all I can say. It's not really an exciting matchup outside of the divisional factor of the game. But, hey, it might be a good one. You never know. Okay. 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 Well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Yeah, so... <laughs> About that bad news earlier that we were talking about with the Dolphins. Um, well, it looks like Tua is now the starting quarterback of the Miami Dolphins without Ryan Fitzpatrick's knowledge. Oh, oh, that pisses me off. That pisses me right off. That's right, guys. You heard it correctly. I hope I'm the first person that tells you so I can relay the news to you. So, earlier today, Ryan Fitzpatrick was hanging out with his son, and his son got a text message from his buddy saying on Twitter how Ryan Fitzpatrick is no longer the starting quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. They will now be going with Tua Tagaloa. I hope I say his name right. Don't know. I really don't want to say I don't care at this point, because... That was really disrespectful, if you want to be honest with you. Ryan Fitzpatrick has been playing pretty good. Outside of that Seattle game, I haven't been disappointed. I mean, it's Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know what you're going to get. But, but that's that's really sad. Whenever a player finds out over Twitter or like a buddy texting them or something like that, like, that's just sad from a coaching staff standpoint. Or you couldn't just let this guy know that, like, talks are going to be in and about uh, what might happen at quarterback change. No, we're just going to uh, go ahead and just switch it now without you knowing. And if I'm Ryan Fitzpatrick, am I trying to go out to the open market and be like, yeah, just trade me. Send me wherever you want. Because, I mean, that's that's kind of what the Dolphins just said to him. You're not good enough anymore. Uh, we're going to move on with this kid. Uh, unproven, broken hip, but uh, yeah, we, we'd rather have him as our starter. I think it's so illogical. It's like, why not just wait to the end of the season? Did they rush Patrick Mahomes into starting quarterback? No, he started week 17. I was in at Alex Smith's time at Chiefs, but it was kind of respectable. 
But this this is sad. I mean, I kind of just feel bad for Fitzpatrick. I know we shouldn't really feel bad for any of these guys to get paid outrageous amounts of money to play football, and we all wish we could play football, but geez louise, just to get thrown out after winning a game and putting up stats like, I don't know, 1,500 yards, 10 touchdowns, a QBR of 82.5. It's not bad. It's not great. It's not bad. Better than most quarterbacks right now. 249 yards per game. That's 16th in the NFL. 26.7 points per game. That's 14th in the NFL. And the offense is ranked 14th in the NFL. You're 3-3. Three and three. Why'd you get rid of him? Why'd you say we're going with Tua? Oh, is it because he sat on the field after the game and soaked it all in because he threw a couple passes? Oh, give me a break. I mean, yes, for for the NFL going forward, this is a better. This is better. It's, it's better than Fitzpatrick. His ceiling is higher than Fitzpatrick. But but like, do you not have any respect for the guy to like tell him to his face? If you talk to some of the players, they love Fitzpatrick as their quarterback, and they want Fitzpatrick to be their quarterback. And they just said, "Nah, we're gonna do what we want, and this is what we want." This coming up week, I think it's going to be an interesting. Uh, I'm about to go look to see who they're playing. The Dolphins are going to be playing, it looks like, the Chargers this week. (laughs) Herbert versus Tua. Maybe that's why they did it. His best bet to win a game as starter is against another starter um, coming out of college this year. But if you want me to be quite honest with you, I think, Herbert will destroy Tua in the starting, uh, his starting game. Why do I say that? Well, because he's got four games to prepare coming into this in a bye week. And you're just going to throw Tua out there. See, it just makes way more sense. You know, maybe going into a bye week, you talk to Fitzpatrick, you sit him down, you say, hey, this is the decision we're going to be going with moving forward. Not just out of the blue from Twitter. I think it's kind of sad. Uh, Moving on, we digress. The New York Jets have traded Jordan Willis, a linebacker who hasn't really seen the field, to the 49ers. Why? We we, we don't really know. (laughs) We don't. The 49ers are really banged up. They have a lot of injuries. Maybe they thought this kid was uh, pretty good, uh, but he's just basically been a practice squad guy for most of this time. I guess it's an interesting ad. We haven't really have any trades happening. Uh, the trade deadline's coming up. Uh, this has been your breaking news segment. The only real news we had was, uh, you know, Fitzpatrick, quote unquote, got his heart broken by the Dolphins. Uh, happens, you know. Can't really dwell on it. All right, guys, and welcome to the final segment of the night. Uh, I think it's a new segment I kind of want to bring into. Uh, you know, to our space, we'll call this a space, uh, every once in a while, maybe not every week, but uh, every every once in a while. So it's going to be called Overreact or Normal React. I was talking to my buddies today at work, uh, just giving them some uh, ideas, what we've been thinking about with the NFL this year, uh, what we thought about last week, 
Uh, and here's some of the ideas that, like, uh, it wasn't just me that threw out there, even though most of them are my ideas. Uh, some of them were um, my coworkers' ideas. And when I say that, I mean, they, they brought up the point of it, and then the rest of us just stood around and we were like, huh, I mean, that, that seems pretty legit. I think, I think that's legit. I, I believe in that. So, first, uh, we'll go with one of mine. Uh, the Vikings still suck. Yeah, we had that period of time where we were like, you know, they won that game and then they gave the Seahawks a hard time. We're like, you know what? They don't suck. Uh, well, I, th- I think I think I think uh, we overreacted when we said that they didn't suck. That's all I'm saying here. Um, I think it's more of a normal react uh, to say that they do suck than to say that they don't suck. I mean, this team isn't really proving anything. Uh, if I bring up my stat sheet over here real quick, whew. in terms of offensive stats. Ooh, where are the Vikings? Um, non-existent. Yeah, the Vikings rank 28th in the NFL in terms of offense. They're ranked 25th in terms of defense. In terms of special teams, they're 11th, though. Ooh, got to watch out for that special teams. And according to turnover stats ratio... They're negative six. Ah, so looking at all those things on the table, and we're, uh, we'll throw it back. We'll talk about it. <sighs> Besides Jefferson, there's no, there's nothing, no outstanding player. Dolphin Cook is hurt in and out of this roster. Adam Thielen does not look like Adam Thielen without Stephon Diggs. It's just not the same combo. And weren't we criticizing Kurt Cousins at the beginning of this season when he was like, I'll die trying to play football or something like that? I need to look back on it and quote it next next time. But um, pretty sure he said something along the lines of, I don't care if COVID kills me, I want to play football. Yeah, you might want to retract that statement because he ain't playing very good. So, I'm going to say that the Vikings still suck is a normal reaction. All right. Now, one of my buddies told me this after the Panthers game. He was like, Bears defense is legit. Super Bowl contending defense. Offense is bad, though. I like the fact that he added the offense was bad, though. Because we all know that the offense is bad. We all can see it. It's streaky. Yes, yeah, sometimes it's really, really good. That's in terms of streaks. Uh, outside of Allen Robinson, I don't, I don't really see a standout guy in that wide receiving core. Uh, but maybe that's all you need if you're going to be streaky. But that defense is great. It's Super Bowl contending good. Now I think that's an overreaction. Now... Mind you, the Panthers are ranked sixth in the NFL in terms of offense after that week. But they didn't really put much offense on the board. Uh, They allowed Carolina to go down the field on them, but 
they had that bend don't break mentality and they only let him get to like the 40 yard line before they put on the clamps I'm going to just go with this an overreact but it's a normal react on that offense I will say though that defense is damn good and it is a defense to be feared but Super Bowl contending defense? I don't know. I, I really don't know if you can have a Super Bowl contending defense with that kind of offense. God dang it, Bobby! How dare you fill my head with such loathsome propaganda! <laughs> Moving on. Rams or posers? Huh. This would uh, consider the Los Angeles Rams to be posers this season. Uh, when we say posers, we mean like an imposter on Among Us for uh, all those hip new trending people out there uh for i guess the other people not knowing if you ever seen the movie wild hogs yeah so remember when they called those four uh four guys posers and the other guys were just beating up on them uh what were they the deflagos or delflagos um the delflagos were in the end the posers and the group of four were the Wild Hogs. They weren't the posers. Uh, in this situation, the Wild Hogs are the NFC East. And the Defuegos are the Los Angeles Rams. Because <laughs> they've only beaten the NFC East this season, which one us to be honest. That's really all they've beaten. That's where all their wins have come from. That's the best you can come up with, you dull-witted termagant. But um, I, th- I think that really uh, says everything right there. Uh, the fact that you can only beat NFC East teams and they're the worst team in the worst division in the league. Um, uh, let's further dive in there. The the leader of the division is two and four. Second place is one, four, and one. I think you're catching the drift here. The Rams just haven't looked good. Like, what else is there to say? They just haven't looked outstanding. I don't know about you guys, but um, I've never thought Jared Goff has ever really seemed like a starting quarterback uh, going forward long term as a number one pick and proving himself is not a bust. I'm not going to say he's not a starting quarterback. I'm just going to say for the hype that was back, for the hype that came out about him coming out of college and for what he was drafted for. It it doesn't it doesn't show on paper really, uh. So I'm not gonna say this is an overreaction. I'm gonna say this is a normal reaction. I think the Rams are posers. Um, I mean, how do I argue for them? You lost to the 49ers, who are so banged up that they're hardly recognizable as the 49ers. So, moving on, Colts. And Browns are questionable for the playoffs. Now let's backtrack to that week five matchup. Colts and Browns. It wasn't a bad game. It was an okay game. Once the Browns got that lead at the end, they just never let go. Never really came back into like a uh, competitive nature. Like, oh my god, this could go either way kind of game. Um, <laughs> one week later... Colts are down 21 to nothing to the Bengals. The Browns are getting their, I don't even know what to say, their arshes 
handed to them by the Steelers. Steelers lose their best linebacker. Doesn't matter. Continue to destroy them. I think this is an overreaction. Uh, I think looking at that AFC conference as a whole, and I'm supposed to pick seven teams out of it, well, you know you're going to get two. Uh, you're going to get the Steelers and the Ravens from that division. Uh, so that the AFC North is definitely going to give you two. The AFC South, oof, I think it's probably going to give you two with the Titans and Colts. I don't really see the Texans getting in there. The AFC East, yeah. Uh, I think you're getting the Bills. I don't know if the Patriots make it. And you got the AFC West. Ooh, you got the Raiders and the Chiefs. Yeah. I can legitimately see one of these teams not making the playoffs. And more so the Browns. Because that division is so good. But the Colts, oh, that, we, that division is just so weak. Yeah, I I, I and uh, I I looked at this the other day. Easiest schedule going forward is the Raiders, so that might lock up one spot right there. Because I think the Chiefs win the division. I think the Raiders take the six or yeah, probably the sixth seed. Steelers or Ravens get the fifth seed. That means you're fighting for the seventh seed, and that probably means the Browns and the Colts. <laughs> The Browns are going to have a leg up on them, but they're going to be competing for that seventh seed. Because uh, if you want me to be honest with you, the Patriots, that's a questionable team for the playoffs. That's more of a normal react than an overreact. But, um, yeah, one of these teams probably will make the playoffs. The other one, probably not. Packer O-line has been proven how bad it is. Yes, 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 yes. Outside of a few position pieces on that O-line, it's, it's not very good. Uh, when Bakhtiari went down, I think that was just the tipping of the iceberg. Everything collapsed after that. I mean, 38-10, to 10, you were up 10 to nothing, and you went down and got destroyed that bad. That doesn't really sell, sell well for your fans. But, I mean, you're... You were five and zero. You were one of the only undefeateds left. Uh, you're gonna make the playoffs. There's so much about this team that you don't really have to wonder about. The O line is good enough against normal teams and uh, not the best. You know some of the best teams in the league, but that comes into be a big factor at the end of the season and when you're in the playoffs. So I'm gonna say this is a uh, little bit of an overreaction. Uh, the O line's bad. But it's not bad enough that they're going to lose every single game from the rest of the year. No, that's definitely not going to happen. But that O-line is something to look for in the playoffs when you play some of those better teams. And finally, Titans are a Super Bowl contending team. Overreact or normal react? Well, I mean, like two weeks ago, I was out here arguing the Titans could never blow a team out. Oh, it'll never happen. And then the Bills thing happened. Come on. So that's what my opinion on the Titans are. Uh, but looking at this team right now, whole 180. Oh, no. Um, uh, how do I show you this? Uh, 
After this, uh, go on YouTube, type in Titans coach pulls off smart play week six. How do I just explain it for you? He purposely threw on an extra guy so that way the Texans would run, uh, would throw the ball on first down so he could stop the clock. Also pick up the penalty so he could stop the clock with like three minutes left. Because assuming that they would just keep running the ball if he didn't do it, which it could have gone really bad and he looks like an idiot. Or it looked out really well, and he's not an idiot. The video shows you better, but I think going forward, this team's a real Super Bowl contender just because I think the coaching staff is really smart. Uh, he knows what he's doing as a coach for Mike Brable. Um, and Tannehill looks so much better with Adam Gase. Oh, my God, please, for the love of Christ, get rid of Adam Gase, New York. Ruining Sam Darnold's career. Honestly, let's just hope Sam Darnold goes somewhere else because it's obviously been proven. If you look at the statistical wise, that Sam Darnold is not the problem. It's the coordinator that's the problem. So uh, we're gonna end on that before we get on a huge tangent about how the Jets suck. Um, Titans, yes, not overreact. Normal react. They are Super Bowl contenders. Ugh. Thanks for joining me tonight, guys. Ugh. Peace.